Brady Saar, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services, Erskine. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Kudenwill of updates from Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman as well. A deep drop of low pressure on the West Coast is bringing a major winter storm to the northern plains and upper Midwest. Freezing rain is possible tonight and into tomorrow morning. The snow will kick in tomorrow and continue until Thursday morning. World Weather Incorporated is forecasting snowfall totals of 8 to 11 inches with localized areas above that. The system will be followed by cold weather with daytime highs early next week in the below zero range. The El Nino Southern Oscillation Index, or ENSO, is forecast to return to neutral later this winter. World Weather Incorporated meteorologist Drew Lerner remains cautious. Yeah, you know, you have to be careful when you're starting to look at the uh, the ENSO models, as we call them, the ENSO standing for El Nino Southern Oscillation. Uh, we do currently have a, still a, a fairly significant La Nina that's playing out, and really that's been the, the primary uh, reason for all the cold that we've seen here in the last couple, last few weeks across western Canada and, and from here westward. And we'll see more of that yet through the balance of this month. But yes, uh, it is beginning to weaken. Lerner expects the current La Nina condition to continue to weaken going through January. As it weakens, that should allow other weather patterns that are prevailing in the background to start having much more influence on our weather. So we could very well get away from some of these classic La Nina influences like the cold. Uh, we may uh, shift the cold farther to the east uh, as we go into the second half of winter. But yet some of that model forecast data that you're referring to uh, did kind of hint at the possibility of El Nino coming up later in 2023. Senate Appropriations Committee Chair Patrick Leahy will be introducing an omnibus funding bill today to keep the government operating through the end of September the current continuing resolution expires on Friday. If an omnibus bill cannot be passed, another stopgap spending measure is necessary. North Dakota Farmers Union wrapped up their state convention over the weekend. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue says heading into 2023, National Farmers Union is looking towards legislative bills that would help improve transparency in the marketplace. You know, trying to... Uh, continue to build the support for things like the uh, Kettle Market Transparency Act, um, uh, Special Investigator Act, um, and we have a few other of those pieces. And, and while we might want to look ahead to the to the Farm Bill and whether or not those get included, I think there are actually opportunities in the short term to try to get some of that through. The nice thing about some of those issues uh, that we're working on uh, as you look to Capitol Hill is the fact that some of these fundamental problems are certainly not uh, Democratic issues or Republican issues. They're very bipartisan, and we have bipartisan support there. And I think that that's, for any issue, um, is really going to be the key to getting a real change. LaRue is excited to get into the nitty-gritty of the 2023 Farm Bill. 
look, everybody talks about the farm bill and they talk about, you know, what they, as we look ahead, I always get a little bit excited because you, you think about what the possibilities are. You want, ideally, right, a farm bill that's going to support farmers and ranchers, going to support consumers. We want to make sure that it's done in a way that doesn't entangle farmers, that doesn't get in the way of what farmers and ranchers need to do. So I think that there will be, you know, an eye towards making sure that whatever policies we're talking about, whether we're talking about climate smart, markets or any of these things that we're doing it in a way that allows farmers and ranchers to do what they do best making sure that we're not driving with restrictions and regulations reporting agriculture's business i'm sierra doctor on the red river farm network friday's producer price index came in higher than the trade expected renewing concerns about a recession in the Ag Week market wrap, Martinson Ag Risk Management President Randy Martinson said this is impacting ag commodities. It is still keeping money flow away, and I think that was one of the that's probably one of the biggest things we've been seeing with the, the funds, the massive liquidation in wheat and in corn is that a lot of the money is going to the mattress. It's coming out, you know, out of the market and going someplace else. You know, and you know, right now, you know, the other concern is with the you know the PPI numbers. Uh, and also with unemployment being as low as it is, that has some also now starting to talk more about possibly three-quarters of a point increase again. The Federal Reserve will announce the results of the interest in their next meeting on Wednesday. This is the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. South American production now the focus for the corn and soybean markets. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says Brazil and Argentina are in the spotlight. Dry in Argentina, Paraguay, Brazil, uh, Paraguay and Brazil in good shape. So um, I think this market's just kind of handcuffed, waiting to see if Brazil and Paraguay can make up the difference of the loss in Argentina. And corn find a little bit of support from Argentina dryness. They can plant corn. Well, um, it passed, uh, you know, the end of December, and uh, I think that's what we're focused on right now. They're about a third planted on soybeans, about 40% planted on uh, uh, corns. And the wheat market continuing to struggle with lack of demand. You know, the U.S. is about 10% of the world market share, so not so big. And so what's happening is these other countries, uh, Russia, largest wheat exporter in the world, they're undercutting us with price. Even Europe, EU, you know, rumors that they could uh, import some uh, wheat into the southeast. So, you know, just some uh, competition issues here, but should be getting close to some kind of value in the world market, I think. North Dakota Farmers Union President Mark Watney says consumers want food produced by small family farms. Well, we believe there's, a, in the marketplace, the, the consumers actually demanding more directly from the farm. Um, they're starting to demand how their food is produced. Um, I, I don't think we'll win the fight telling them, you know, just eat it and be fine. we we, we got to follow that market. The market's telling us that they want family farm production, and uh, we think we can do that. We believe we have the tools in the state. We don't need to change any laws. Specifically, we don't need to change the corporation farming law that limits their ability to farm here. At the North Dakota Farmers Union Convention, Watney said by expanding farm-to-plate markets, you can support small family farms. What we need to do is uh, we need to throw some money from the state into education. We need to do training. We need to develop a system. We need to find processing. Um, a lot of the states around us put in the processing. I mean, they make cheese. They make um, a lot of products from that. Um, we need to do that first. It's, a, it's, it's one of these things where if you want production, you need to create a market. 
And uh, I just think it'd be wrong if we let that become a system of an outside corporate structure that comes in and builds it rather than us. And of course, uh, you know, not everybody wants them close to them, so we need to do it properly so um, we don't get the pushback from our citizens telling us, no, you can't put it there. So there's an avenue to get this done. It doesn't mean we have to change our corporate parking lot. Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association has new leadership following their annual convention. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. The Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association annual convention wrapped up in Wilmer on Saturday. Mark Pankinen will serve as the new president of the association. He says he's privileged to begin his MSCA presidency during good times for cattle producers. I'm fortunate to inherit such a what would look to be a, a prosperous time in the industry. I'm personally really excited about the state of affairs within the cattle industry. But equally as much, if not more so, I'm excited about our executive board, our our regional directors, I, I and, and the attendance. I mean, we've seen a kind of a rejuvenation this weekend at our convention. We got our numbers back. We're all we're we're in excess of pre-COVID, and that's a great goal. It was, and we've surpassed we, this. The, so wonderful attendance, uh, upbeat, good time in the cattle cycle and good leadership. Pankinen says MSCA will continue to keep an eye on policy while working to grow their organization to better represent cattlemen in the state of Minnesota. We're, we're still trying on the heels of the 2020-21 the and into 22 drought. We kind of broke early spring of 22, but there was some things where D2, D3 really could put us in a in a not so good position. So we're gonna be addressing that. That's more of a farm bill thing, but we're certainly paying attention. Hours of service, the wolves. I mean, there's there's things that are still current and 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 topics that we're we're staying close to. Membership, how do we get a bigger a bigger voice? Well, we'd like to increase and, and, and grow our membership. On the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. Ukraine's Odessa port is not operating due to Russia's bombing of the regional electrical system. There is no timeline for the resumption of shipments out of Odessa. Grain shipments are now being diverted to the other two Ukrainian export ports. South Dakota Senator John Thune, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, and North Dakota Senator John Hoven have asked the Federal Maritime Commission for clarity. Issue centers around Ocean Shipping Reform Act and the shipper's refu uh, refusal to move agricultural cargo. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. A lot of seed has been booked already for the 2023 growing season. Pioneer soybean marketing lead Don Gales says most of the early interest has been in corn. I've been hearing a lot of momentum around corn. Um, it, it's still early, and I know in this geography you can switch uh, to a lot of different options at, at any point. So it's, it's hard to predict, but I would say I generally feel like there's a little more momentum around corn than soybeans just on the early conversations we've had. Soybean purchases can happen much later and in some cases be an in-season decision. You've also seen some unique supply uh, challenges that have happened in corn the last couple of years, not just with us, but with other companies. So I think there is something to, I'm going to lock that in. Soybeans, we have uh, a lot of supply and a lot of options. So I think some people think they can wait on that too. 
North Dakota Farmers Union partnered with NDSU Extension and put together a succession planning workshop at their annual convention. NDFU Farm Management Specialist Amanda McLean says farmers are interested in learning more about succession planning. As a farm management specialist, I do a lot of outreach and education. And so one of the things we sent a survey out to our members asking, like, what would they be interested in? And succession planning was actually one of the top priorities of our members and we have a pretty good response of large geographic across the state and so I personally my family has taken the succession planning in our local county a few years ago and I thought the program was really good um, you know thinking about what you need to do getting you in connection with um, the right professionals. And McLean says succession planning is something that's better started on early knowing what is the right path to choose as you're thinking about like your succession planning you know how do you involve those kids that are farming and ranching and the kids that aren't farming and ranching or if you have multiple generations a grandfather father and a son and then the next generation you know one thing i learned from this that they'll talk about um in the design your succession plan that being equal isn't always fair um, and that's i think a really hard conversation for a lot of people Checking those markets this morning, Minneapolis wheat a nickel higher for the March contract, 906.5, May 5.25 higher. Chicago wheat for March, 12.5 higher, and hard red winter wheat March, 8.5 higher. March corn, 4.5 better, 648.5, July gaining 4.25. Soybeans taking a tumble down 21 cents for January, 1462 and 3 quarters, March down by 20 and a quarter cents. As we check the farm calendar, the uh, Dakota Innovation Research and Technology Workshop. The DIRT Workshop is going on today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Uh, that's going on in Fargo as they take a look at issues uh, surrounding soil health. The Minnesota Association of Soil and Water Conservation Districts, with their annual convention, they'll start gathering today, and their convention itself will be continuing through Wednesday. They're meeting in Bloomington, Minnesota. And the South Dakota uh, Cattlemen's Association with their 74th annual convention and trade show starting today, continuing through Wednesday. That's going on at the uh, Ramcota in Pierre, South Dakota. Of course, uh, check everything with the uh, weather that may be coming your direction as well. Have yourself a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.